I want to take just a moment to, to introduce this passage for us. Uh, if you have been watching the news this past week, you've seen a wide array of stories uh, about sports, about workplaces and politics, and about our schools. And uh, regardless of, of which topic uh, the article happens to focus on, there's a theme that has united most of the news over the past few weeks. It's this, this anxiety about what it will look like for us to do life together in the weeks and months ahead. And whether you're reading about sports or politics or vaccines or schools or workplaces, that is the undercurrent that is around all of us every moment right now, trying to figure out what life together will look like. And as we, we think about that question, there's, uh, there's ample anxiety but reassurance is very rare. Uh, the, the, the nerves are running very high. Tempers are running very short. And yet, we as a community have decided that Jesus Christ is calling us to follow him. That's why we come together in this place. Whether we, we come together in this room or online, we believe that Christ is calling us to follow him as we figure out life together. So for the next few weeks, we're going to look at stories of calling. We're going to figure out what it looks like when Jesus calls people to follow him. And we're going to uh, explore what it looks like for us to follow Jesus as a community together, even in the midst of anxiety and the absence of reassurance. And so the first passage we're going to look at is Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. This is the, the calling of the very first disciples. So as we turn to God's word, let's first take a moment to go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks that you have called us. You have called us to worship you. You have called us to follow you. As we turn to your word today, we ask that you would speak to us yet again. We ask that you would open our ears and our minds and our hearts and our lives. That we might come to remember that you love us no matter what. And we might come to know who you are calling us to be. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Mark 1, 16 to 20. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as these uh, brief passages from Scripture still hang in the air, we ask that you would help them find their way into our lives, that we might come to follow you more closely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. That's really what this passage is about. It's about, it's about following Jesus. And as we, as we read this, this story, it's a, it's a pretty familiar one. And we, we find that there's, there's this pretty clear two-part um, call. Right? A calling, when Jesus calls the disciples, he calls them away from something, and he calls them to something. Mark explains all of that in just a very few words here. We see that they are called away from their lives as fishermen. They are called to following Christ. And this is true throughout Scripture. 
And we look way back, we see uh, the calling of Abraham. Abraham is called away from his former life and to this new relationship. We see the call of Mary, who's called away from her former life and called to uh, be the mother of Jesus. We see these calls over and over, and every time there's a call away from something and a call to something. But when we look into the details, that's when these stories uh, become less abstract and start to hit a little closer to home. And if we look closely at the details in this passage, I think there's a message we really need to hear right now as we confront all the anxiety in the world around us, as we try to figure out what it means to do life together this fall. I think there's something very important about calling in these words for our church today. So to, to, to get at this, maybe the best place to start is with the, with the calling from. To look at what Jesus calls the disciples away from in this passage. Uh, Jesus calls the disciples from many different things. I mean, as we talked about with our, with our children this morning, there are different professions we find in the disciples before Jesus calls them. Peter and Andrew, James and John were fishermen. We know that because Mark says they were fishermen. It's about as clear as it gets. Uh, so we know where Peter and Andrew, James and John, they were fishermen, and they, they all had the same trade. They had a similar background. And that is true. It's just not very precise. I mean, to, to say that they were all fishermen, that, that's accurate. It's just not, it's not the whole story. There's a little more to it when you look more closely. Um, to, to give you an example, let's, let's imagine a, a, a different area. Let's imagine math. So when I am trying to cut a pizza... So that I know that we have enough slices for everyone in my family. Very important. Those of you who have kids, you understand this. Right? When I'm trying to cut the pizza, I am doing math. I'm doing division. I'm doing geometry. I mean, this is a big deal for a pastor. It's pizza math, but it's math. Right? So I'm doing math when I cut a pizza. Simultaneously, if a statistician is trying to evaluate the kurtosis of a complex data set, that is also math. And you can say, we are both mathematicians, and you're right. Right, but, but there's more to the story than that. I mean, that's accurate. It's just, it's not precise. And the same is true when we look at Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And Mark gives us uh, quite a bit of specific detail about these four, uh, four early disciples if we look closely. You see, uh, when Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, Mark tells us exactly what they're doing. They are casting a net into the sea. Uh, they are quite literally in the act of fishing. And Mark tells us that they were fishermen. And then Jesus gives them that, that wonderful little, um, little quip, that, that play on words. If you follow me, I will make you fish for people. And then they leave their net and follow him. So we find them in the act of fishing, and this is what they're called away from. They're in the act of fishing, and then they leave behind the net, the tool of the trade. They leave behind a piece of equipment. And as they go a little farther, they encounter James and John. But notice... Notice how, how they're introduced in this passage. We're, we're, we're told that Jesus saw Simon and his brother Andrew, but we're told that then they went a little farther and saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Suddenly, we get this new character, Zebedee. And as we, we read what they're doing, we're told that they're not casting a net into the sea. They're working with a net, but they're not in the act of fishing. They're mending the net. They're performing equipment maintenance. 
And when Jesus calls James and John, they don't leave the net. I mean, surely they left the net as well. But what what Mark tells us is that James and John left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. So Peter and Andrew left the equipment, but it appears that James and John left behind the family enterprise. This is the family business. They're learning as they're mending the nets. They're leaving behind very different things. Yes, they're, they're, they're fishermen, but they're doing different things and they're leaving different things because they're different people. And as Mark explains this, we are immediately tempted to jump into comparative sacrifice. We want to know which sacrifice was greater, who made the bigger uh, sacrifices they followed Jesus. That's a waste of time. Comparative sacrifice is never a wise endeavor. And that's not what Mark's telling us. Mark doesn't tell us which loss was greater. Mark just tells us that they each gave up something different. Because even though they looked the same, they were different people. And yet, Christ called them together. So they were called from different things, but they were called to the same thing. I mean, Jesus says to them, follow me, and they leave their nets and they follow Jesus. But as you notice, Jesus calls them together. So they know in the bargain they're going to spend the next several years with Jesus, and they do. They spend three years with Jesus. When Jesus calls them, they end up giving three years to following Jesus, to living with Jesus, to growing with Jesus, to serving with Jesus. But they also end up spending the next three years living with each other and growing with each other and serving with each other. They are called to follow Jesus, but they are also called together. Peter and Andrew didn't just get three years with Jesus. They got three years with James and John. James and John didn't just get three years with Jesus. They got three years with Peter and Andrew. And you notice he doesn't mention that when he says, follow me. They might not have signed up if they knew what was all involved in the bargain. And yet Jesus calls them together. Even though they're different people, they are called together. And for the next three years, we watch as we read the gospel. And the closer these these disciples get to Jesus, the closer they get to one another as well. In fact, through the rest of the gospels, it's pretty hard to find a reference to Peter without finding James and John as well. In fact, when you look at our Christian art, our stained glass windows, our stories, our songs, we lump them all together because we see them as one community. Because a call to follow Jesus is also a call to community. In fact, a call to follow Jesus is always a call to community. And when Jesus called Peter and Andrew and James and John, he called them from different places, but he called them to the same thing. He called them to follow Christ and he called them to community. Jesus is calling our congregation right now in the exact same way. We are called, as we try to navigate this life together, we are called to life together in community. And the more closely we follow Jesus, the more closely we will become knit together. The closer we get to Christ, the closer we will be to one another. And if, you, if you're hearing the sermon right now, you are part of this congregation in one way or another. Whether you are a regular attender, whether, whether you give, whether you are a leader or an officer, an elder or a staff person, or whether you found us online, you have some connection to this community. And you are called to community, to follow Jesus Christ and to get closer to your community of worship. 
But you're also called into other communities. These are the harder ones. Uh, You are called to get closer to Jesus as you get closer to your spouse. You are called to get closer to Jesus and get closer to your kids and your parents and your siblings and your neighbors and your teachers and your students and your boss and your coworkers and your employees and your administrators. You are called to get closer to your friends and your enemies. You are called to get closer to Jesus as you also get closer to the people who look a lot like you and have a lot in common with you. You are called to get closer to Christ and grow closer to the people who look nothing like you and are completely different from you. And perhaps most challenging, you are called to get closer to Christ and get closer to the people who seem to have a lot in common with you, even though they're completely different. Some of those people are in this room. And yet, we have been called to this life together. And as we follow Christ, we are called to get closer to Jesus and closer to one another, even when we disagree, even when it's hard, even when we don't know what life together will look like. And as we navigate these next few weeks and months and years, make no mistake, Jesus Christ is calling this congregation to get closer to Christ and closer to one another, to be a model for what it looks like to do life together. For the next three years, for the next decade, for the next century, we are called to follow Jesus Christ as a community. This is who we are. This is who we are called to be. We come from different places. Sometimes they look the same, but as we dig into it, we'll discover we have greater differences than we may have imagined. That's when it can be really challenging. And yet, as we see with Peter and Andrew, as we see with James and John, as they lived and as they grew and as they served Jesus Christ, they got closer to one another. We are called to live and grow and serve in grateful response to God's word as a community, even when the next few months are hard. And so for the next few weeks, we will continue looking at these call stories. We will continue reminding ourselves that we have been called by Jesus Christ to follow him, to get closer to God and to get closer with our neighbors. We will continue to grow closer to one another as we navigate these difficult waters, as we make these difficult decisions, knowing that we are following the call of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and we get to do it together. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And they left everything and followed him. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.